Hey everybody, hey to nobody, what's going on? Anybody, and this is for somebody, it is July the 18th, 2022, 26 years ago, I birthed a baby girl, I sure did, and um, I was so, I was so excited to be pregnant. I really was. Uh, because I wanted another baby. For one, I wanted my child to have a sibling. And for two, I wanted a baby by who I was with. He had no kids and he took care of my only child. And I felt like he deserved an offspring of his own. So happy birthday, Sebo. Sebo. Yes. And um, the things that, so this is the name of this, okay? Tell me to say this. I'm Cassie Derwin. I'm affiliated with Cards and Conversation. And we also do calculations all over the nation. Anyway. And my mantra is, uh, do you write and win? D-U-R-W-I-N. And when I was in California, the elephant spoke to me. And the one elephant that stick out, that was a part of my trip from the time I got there, Eddie. Eddie taught me, every day do you. So, I would allow, I... I allow the universe to speak to me the way that the universe wants to speak to me. I'm giving bits and pieces and I figure them out. And when they resonate, I know that I'm on the right track because of numbers, because of um, symbology, and because of synchronicity. Okay? So the thing I want to talk about today is you can have it all. You just can't have it all at once. And you have to you have to practice patience. And you have to know that when it is time, you will receive the things and the desires of your hearts. So like I was saying, I wanted this little baby. I did, and I got her. And 26 years later. We celebrating the, the uh, solar return from her. So, another thing I wanted to talk about was, um, I used to always, when I worked in the braid shop, I used to always love different braids, styles, but I love big braids. I didn't want to do little tedious things. Same reason why I picked lots to do. I didn't want to do tedious things. I wanted to do, I felt like, if your hair isn't becoming to you, you should be coming to me. Because I was going to do something quick. It was going to be neat. And it was going to be beautiful and natural. That's how I felt. Everybody didn't feel that way. I used to use the um, kinky hair, the Marley hair, to do braids if you didn't have a relaxer. And people couldn't get with that because we had we had gotten too 
looking permed and sleek and we still there. Sleeking down your edges. We've come a long way, though. And um, my grandmama used to press and pull hair. And, you know, everybody wanted that sleek, polished look. That's why they came up with relaxers. That's why they came up with really thick pomades. So even if you didn't have a relaxer, we could slick your hair down and make it look polished and smooth and all of that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I like natural styles. And I always wanted to, I taught myself how to braid. But when I looked at how everybody else was braiding, I was braiding backwards. So a lot of things, a lot of times, I taught myself stuff and I might be doing it backwards, but if that's what worked for me, that's what worked for me. That's why I come up with kind of kinky as always with the K's. Kind of kinky get twisted up and locked down, you know, because I did twist and locks and I did big braids. You get fat braids, you know, $25, $35, $45, right? Well, I do Miss Daisy here. Um, years ago, I had a, I had been asked, uh, let me go back. I started working in a, I started doing hair, really doing other people here besides just my kids. Uh, it's maybe about 2000, 2001, 98, 98, 98, I started doing other people here. Yeah, about 98, somewhere in there. Excuse me. And, um, it was just a hustle. I'm a hustler. Um, I, I, I know how to, I'm very creative. Some people call it being a hustler. Uh, you call it whatever you want to. I'm creative. I know how to generate. I can see you for you to be you. I see things that other people don't see uh, or they ignore. I, I tell you about it so that you will stop ignoring it, right? And in saying that, um, I had a dream or I had a a vision of me doing Miss Daisy here. And um, I told God, I promised God, because I was watching her comb her hair one day and she was having a problem with one of her arms. And I, that bothered me because uh, Mama shouldn't, if she can't comb her hair, this is how I feel. If she can't comb her hair and she birthed somebody to comb her hair, then I'm going to comb her hair. And at the time, I was. I was, I had got fired from my job. They had let me go because I I got hurt and I couldn't do the job that I was hired in to do. I could do a lot of it, but it was a lot of things I couldn't do. So they let me go. They offered me a job that they knew I couldn't do. So I couldn't hang around and try to do something else. Um, But that was that was the universe making things uncomfortable for I, so that I would move, right? So at the time when I decided um, 
I told her, I said, I promised God that I would do your hair. I would take care of your hair, but you have to let me do it because I don't do a lot of things, but I can get you where you at least look neat and beautiful. I said, and, and in the dream or the vision, when I was telling God this, all the little ladies at church wanted their hair done. Well, I, I'm not a real big people person, and, and I'm not doing it for that. So the deal was because I was unemployed at the time, and I was li- uh, living from heartbeat to heartbeat, honestly. But that's because I was ignoring my gift. And my gifts. So um, in exchange, my mother would give me a tip. Because I wasn't, I still had a couple like like customers. But what I'm realizing is, I may be doing something for somebody that I really, really don't want to do it for. And, And why was I doing it? I was doing it so I could generate an income. But it was some people that I didn't mind doing it for. But it's told to me that you're not supposed to charge them people. For whatever reason. You're just supposed to be broke. It's not really supposed to be like that. It's really not. If you'll give your coins to a stranger, why wouldn't you give your coins to the people that you claim to love? I'm just saying I just try to tip everybody. If my kids do something for me, I try to, you know, look out. If they running around in their car and I ain't got no car, I give them some gas. Or if I don't feel like doing it. If I come to you and ask you for something, then I think you should be compensated for your time, if nothing else. I'm just saying. Okay, so I had to break. But, um... What I'm realizing is if you if you just have patience, the things that the things that you desire, and, and you can have patience, but you gotta put in some work too. You can't just have patience and just sit there and think it's gonna drop out the sky. That remind me of that funk, that song Ice Cube. Ice Cube did years ago and he was just sitting there waiting for Jesus to come. He wasn't doing anything. When I say he wasn't doing anything, I mean absolutely nothing. Now, I'm not saying that your Jesus or, or the divine or however you look at it is not going to give you the things that you, of your desires of your heart, but you still have to do something. It's an exchange. It flows together. So I know that because I woke up with a jack of all trades, a master of none. And then I went and looked it up, and it was saying that's not the whole saying. It says, it says a jack of all trades is a master of none. But a master of, but a jack of all trades. A master of some is better than a master of one. So, um, I might be saying it wrong, but what it was saying to me is you can know a lot of things and you don't have to just master one thing. 
but I'm going to tell you something about that being a manifesting generator, which we we do that. That is what we are to do. You jump around a lot. You do this and then you come back. But the reason why you come back because you miss a whole lot of important points. So I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm just saying you have to be truthful and honest with yourself. And do I know anything fully? Or I'm just getting bits and pieces and bits and pieces and bits and pieces. Which leads me to, if you want to know something, because then the teacher came in. And, and when I first was given tarot back in 2017, 17, 16, one of them, uh... I had to sit with the teacher. And uh, you always think the teacher is inside, is outside of you. The teacher is all around you. It may be on the outside, but I promise you it's on the inside too. So the thing is, the satisfied with sitting still part of things was to be in, to, to get back to the essence of what the vision that was given to me, the voices that I heard in the beginning when I knew none of this, I didn't know this. I didn't know people get up on the stage besides ministers, but I didn't know the other side. I knew religion. I didn't know spirituality. And um, I, I knew that Reverend Ike was a reverend, but the things that he said didn't seem of a religious nature at times. I knew that. I, I, I knew that. And I knew a lot of people didn't like what Reverend Ike was saying. But then when Reverend Ike was saying it to me, as I grew older, I realized he was talking more about the spirit of things. Not so much as religious and righteous. Well, religious. More righteous. Because I feel like... And... And anything that you involve humans in, and they're gonna they're gonna do it the way they want to do it. Six fifty-seven. That's five six seven. That's a succession of numbers. That's eighteen. That that reduces down to nine. Nine is completion, but nine. If you follow the nine, it can it can do it over again. It, it, it's gonna be one with God's power if you get to ten. Being one with God's power, cause zero is God's power. Is how I see it. So, um, I I pay attention to. I don't know if y'all know, but Aretha Franklin, um, is in my. She on me. I'm paying attention to her. All of a sudden, I got full. I'm paying attention to her, and um, I was get. I I got a book. Um, helping somebody clean up, and I've been watching this book for years. This book was written in 1999, I do believe. Um, yes, it was copyrighted by 1999, in 1999, by the Crown Production, Inc. And Aretha Franklin, Aretha Franklin and David Ritz, 
wrote this book. And it's called Aretha from the Roots. Well, when I opened the book and I started to read, I understood. Because when you don't have no proof, and I believe this is where religion come in at, when you can't see it and you can't, others can't hear it, you sometimes question if it's real. Well, the test is God. The test is the Holy Spirit. If you have faith and believe, you have faith and believe in the miracles. You have faith and you believe in the way that it makes you feel. But you don't have to see with these two eyes because you can see with another set of eyes, right? That third eye. Well, when I seen this book and I started to read this book because I was going on Google and searching other researching other people's stuff well with this book Aretha had a hand in this and being that she had a hand in this I feel like I'm being given a bible Aretha has handed me a book that she this is the book I want you to have about me you can you can this can assist me with the book that I have that I'm writing about the things that I'm feeling about her. And um, I can remember when she first came through, when she first started coming through last year after the Queen Mother um, transition, I kept thinking, uh, the Queen of Soul, no, I'm trying to get to the Queen Mother, but it was an important lesson with the Queen of Soul also, Miss Aretha Franklin. She had some lessons to teach me. Um, or either she had some insight to give me, some wisdom to give me. She had some keys for me. So I know that on this part of my journey, I am to do things a little bit different. And um, yes, I'm to record and I'm to make podcasts and I'm to make reels and all of that but the real deal is I'm to be on this mission to see what it is God has for me personally you know can't nobody tell you that God didn't tell you to do what you're doing cause God is only speaking to you I'm not saying that God doesn't speak to everybody else, but you don't know what he's talking to them about. That's the, and they show you that in the Bible. God would come to the Garden of Eden, and he would take, so they say, how it's written. That's why I'm going to say how it's written. He would walk with Adam and not with Eve. And, and, and then Adam was supposed to tell Eve, well, I feel like this. You have the masculine principle and you have the feminine principle and God is everything. So I believe he shape-shifted into other things to see if you are doing what you're supposed to do. Now, if I'm supposed to come back and relate a message to you that you can't eat of this fruit because God says so, well, why can God say so? Because you can't eat it. But it's got to be a reason because that's where... Females, they ask questions. They want to know. They want to get to 
They want to go to what you can't see. It's obvious, okay? It's a beautiful tree. Why would God make a tree so beautiful and so tasty if he didn't want you to eat it for temptation? It's so cruel. That's like putting a, a, a chocolate cake in front of a person that likes chocolate cake. Then Dan Dick said, chocolate cake ain't nothing but devil's food. Chocolate cake is nothing but devil's food. Because if you fill up on chocolate cake, you're going to have some complications. Can't just eat chocolate cake. It's other things. I mean, I ain't saying chocolate cake ain't nutritious. But that sugar in that chocolate cake is what's going to get you in trouble. And all those carbs. So you have to find another way. To get what it is you want. And we have to do things in moderation. If, if you are eating sugar for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snacks, and all of that, eventually you're going to have a verse effect from sugar. I know sugar is the devil for me. Meaning that sugar is not good for me. Because we always say the devil is bad. Evil. The evil. Like the veil, the evil. But I'm learning. There is some very sweet things that are sweet naturally. And you don't need all that artificial sugar. Because it will make you sick. Some people swell up from it. It it makes your teeth bad. There's a lot of things that sugar can do. Um, Health-wise. Okay? So today, today is the 18th of July, and it is a Monday, and today's card of the day is the 10 of, uh-oh. today is the 10 of clubs, so the 10 of clubs. So, I'm doing exactly the way that I did before. It kind of feels like I'm in a gambling spot. <laughs> so, the Ten of Clubs, I'm going to go through and tell you uh, what my book says about the Ten of Clubs. Okay? So, the Ten of Clubs. Let me get to it. July the 18th with the Ten of Clubs. Anything that a 10 is, it is, like, to me, I think Michael Jackson is a 10, and um, Prince is a 10, and and you can go through, and you can look, as long as you have the charts, you go through, and you look at all the 10, and each month, you, you can, what I'm realizing is that the way that I um, learned to tarot, the way that I use things, I have to do the same thing with the playing cards. And then, whenever I think of the playing cards, I feel like everybody was heading in plain sight just waiting for me to get ready. My daddy played with playing cards every day. Be- before he got an Apple phone, he played with actual cards. I, he played solitaire. And and the other day, yesterday, I seen him at the kitchen table. I, I'm finna get for some reason. I seen him sitting at the kitchen table. And I was a kid because the wallpaper on the wall was different. 
and I can hear the cards. He's shuffling. Then, and cards have been a very big staple in my life, my whole life. But I just think about it now. If I knew what I knew then, they would have kicked me out the room. Because <laughs> they used to kick me out the room because I would go around the table. For one, I was going around the table to ask for things. Like they would be playing, they would be playing for, uh, most time they would play for nickels and dimes unless they was big ball and they would play for quarters, but most time they wouldn't play for quarters. They was playing for nickels and dimes, sometimes pennies, but not a lot. But definitely nickels and dimes, some quarters. Well, I would go and ask for change. Whatever you had the most of, I was going to ask for that because I felt like you didn't miss it. Well, because I can't just take their change, but I can make drinks. And I can go get cups of ice. And and, and my time is important. And, and my physical strength is important. So you're going to pay me for that. And I will get 10, 15 cents. You gave me $1.25. I'd go through the whole night. There's only two people that... It was only two people that mainly would give me $1.25. That was my dad and my cousin Odell. They always would give me... It wasn't nothing to them because they was drinkers. Now, my cousin Pearl, she might give me a, a couple pennies. But, see, she would take me to the store and tell me, get what you want. You know. But I look at those times and um, I realize that you can have it all in your lifetime. You just have to be prepared for it. I wasn't ready to be who I am when I was a kid. Because, for one, the way that my born date says something different. My card says something different. I'm ready now. I'm, I'm ready now. I wasn't ready then. Because they would get mad at me when I went around the table. I would walk around the whole table and look who was... Who had what in their hand? It's not that I wanted to play. I wanted to see who was going to win. Because that's who I was going to be on side. And then I had to learn that you can't... You can't point out with somebody to play. I couldn't walk around the whole damn table and then tell my daddy play this. Because that's cheating. But I don't think it was cheating because it's what I wanted to do. That's my thing with cheating. Who are you cheating? If you're doing what you want to do, are you cheating you? Or are you cheating someone else? So let me look at the 10. So when I look at the 10 of clubs, I'm going to give you the 10 of clubs, success in the communication field or teaching. A lot on the mind. So if you were born today, July the 18th, you are a 10 of clubs. And the basic meaning of the Ten of Clubs is bring it brings measurable success to one of the mind-related fields and endeavor. You could be a publisher, you could be a teacher, you could be in um, have large groups of people that would benefit from your talent. Um, 
And one day you will be recognized for your talents and efforts. So you have to continue to build your talents and efforts. Sometimes um, I notice, to me, clubs have real quick ideas. The best thing you can do with that, that's any club, is to me, write it down. Start journaling. Start journaling. I can go back in journals very far because I've been journaling a lot in my lifetime. And and, I, and now I know why. <laughs> so that I didn't have to rely on my memory. Because I can go back to journals. And I wrote a story. And now I can read the story and remember. I don't have to rely on myself to remember things that I may forget. But when I see it, I, I remember. And that's why the teacher came up. Am I not the teacher? And a part of the of it is I write things down. And another time they called that the what the the one that scribed. Okay. So it depends on where you are with you know with your learning. So let me let me give you this the affirmation for the ten. I'm going to give you this as an affirmation because this stood out to me. That's how I define what stands out is what I tell you. I am challenged to use my mind to its fullest potential. I desire success in teaching or in other communication areas. I challenge, I am challenged to use my mind. So when you get these ideas, you're being challenged. But I want to challenge you to write these ideas down. That's what I want to challenge you to. I want to challenge you to write these ideas down and think about think about your lifetime. Look at your lifetime and see the things that you've done over your lifetime. When I was a little kid, so is above is below. So I need you to go. I need you to, if you're going to do a timeline, I need you to go from zero to now. And look at your past, and I need you to look at your present, and I need you to look at your future. And when I look at my past, I see the things that I did as a child, and I'm still doing those things. I was very creative at my writing. It's just on a different level. And then when I look, when I was doing here, I did my dyes here, and still do, because I still play with dyes. But then I look and then it turned into my children's hair and from there it turned into other people's hair and my grandmother did hair so it would be natural for one or some of us to do hair I have a cousin in Chicago um she does hair and and I felt very I felt very connected to her um, because she did hair, she crocheted, she was very creative. And I could see myself in her. And seeing myself in her, I could see my grandmother in us. It was her great-grandmother, it's my grandmother. So, I feel like in the generations, if you don't catch it, if, if it's being passed down, and my grandmother did hair, and my grandmother crocheted, well, if nobody else wanted, it's going to be someone in that generation that'll receive it. And most times, it's more than one. 
one might do here, one might sew. My grandmother sewed. She was a seamstress. Um, remember, my grandmother wrote her, my grandmother wrote, if, if I remember nothing else, which I remember a lot, my grandmother always wrote us letters when we were kids, and she wanted you to write back, so writing is natural to me, just like on the other side of family, my aunt rhymed, so rhyming is natural to me, because they would sit and help me with that. That's what they helped me. My aunt taught me how to sit and study. I always wanted to run outside and do something else, but she made me sit and study. Until, and you can't go outside until you can say this to me. And I didn't get to go outside that day. Finally, by the evening, but it was just time to come in. I got to sit on the porch. But everybody was coming to sit on the porch by the end because now it's time to start taking baths. So... That's how I learned the Lord's Prayer. Because my aunt said I had to learn the Lord's Prayer. I was 12 going to 13. I needed to know it by then. Because your first 13 years, you know. But then you get to hear. You need to know this. And I learned it. It's just like these cards. I've been around these cards my whole life. But I wasn't looking at them for what they were. So when... I found out that they were a, um, it was a calendar. And then I started looking at the books that I had acquired to acquire this information. I was gathering. It wasn't time for me to know it now. But I feel like the tarot made me want to know the playing cards. Because once I knew that the tarot had elements in it, I figured the playing cards did too. And then I always knew that the king, queen, and the king and the queen and the jack was royalty. And I would make him talk when you play with my dead cards. He would get mad because you've been in his cards up. But I would make him talk. I would make them talk. I would separate. And it's crazy because I would separate all the jacks. In order, I wouldn't separate them by colors. I would separate them by their suit. Or, no, that's suit. Suit is like clubs. I would separate them by their position. All the jacks was together. All the kings was together. And all the queens was together. Because I feel like the kids and the, and the mother and the father. But at the time, I didn't know that. But now that I know it, now that I'm ready for it, now I can grow it. I can water it. And I know that I have to sit, still, and read. And, and um, uh, what is it? Kindle books or audible books do help. Because you can read with the book. It, it, it's, it's like being in the classroom for me. To hear somebody else read and I have the book and I, and I follow along. It's good for some things, but some books, they don't want me to learn like that. They want me to sit with it, do the exercises with it, and um, whatever I write down is what it's going to be for me, the things that stand out for me, and, and be creative with the way that I study and how I generate generate this, this understanding that I have and that I'm coming into. And, and, and I 
this part of it is necessary for me to understand why Aretha Franklin is showing up. Well, she would show up because she has a message to show me what it looks like to be the jack of clubs. <laughs> so yesterday was the jack of clubs and I had a really good day. And and that's how you that's how you learn. You start paying attention to the energies of what is going on. And that is so funny that I would have a 10 of clubs and I'm a jack of clubs. So you have to start looking at the synchronicities and understanding why people are there for you and what they have to offer you to help you on your ascension. Um, I still have a, y'all just tell me, I still have a, someone purchased something from me and they, have never given me an address. And I need the address. So that I can send them their stuff. Because I don't refund. I don't do refunds. Um, I'm a small business. I'm not a big corporation. And even if I am, I haven't made it there yet. But, um, yeah. I, I, I need people to follow through. That's what it is. Follow through. Follow through. And that's what this is. Follow through. So here I sit with the teacher once again. Am I not the teacher? Yes. Okay. So now I have to sit with the teacher and write and and learn. And 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 I'm learning that uh, if you, if you're, it's just like, School, excuse me, going through school. In order to go to the third grade, you gotta go through kindergarten, first grade, second grade first. This information couldn't give, wasn't given to me in the very beginning because I had to start from a, I had to start from a different level of understanding to understand, and I appreciate it. But I'm getting hot now. Um, because the things that I saw that I thought was for everybody else, it was for me personally. It was for me personally. And then it's also teaching me to visit a younger me. When you're not comfortable, when you're uncomfortable, your job is to make yourself comfortable. A lot of times, being uncomfortable makes you move. So then Kim comes into play. Keep it moving. And Eddie let me know it was going to be rough. And it was going to be hot. But don't get bothered. Just keep on going. No, I don't want you to stop. Like that. Just keep going. Just keep going. But then you have to use your intuition to know when to stop and when to turn around so you can see the cows having a, a, a meeting. I know none of that makes sense to you, but I promise you it makes sense to somebody because it's not for everybody. But I got something for somebody too. So this is Cassie Darwin. That's C-A-S-S-I-E. Cassie Derwin, D-U-R-W-I-N, do you write and win.
Every day do you. Eddie. Peace.